There is nothing to fear in the desert here if Jehovah is leading you. Any foes you'll meet, but you'll still keep sweet if Jehovah is leading you. You have nothing to dread in the days ahead if Jehovah is leading you. For the break of day is not far away. If Jehovah is leading you, soon the lights of dawn will break through the gloom. If Jehovah is leading you at the pearly gate, you'll meet friends who wait. If Jehovah is leading you, if Jehovah is leading you, and to him you will be true. He will bear your burdens here if Jehovah is leading you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Spiritual Conversations with your host, Drake Miller. I am so thankful to be back this week. I'm so burdened this week. I am so um, in deep thought about this week. I have been in the presence of and met with and spoken with people who feel like life has just ran them flat over. I have spoken with people that have health crisis, financial Issues, the loss of the loved one in their life is wrecking their life. They feel like they have no hope being without God in this world. They they have no direction. They feel like they are being hit by every side, being pulled in every direction. And in short, they feel like they're in the valley of the shadow of death. That may be you today. You may feel berated by change. You may feel taken over by calamity. Darkness may truly be what is clouding your day, and you wonder, can it get any worse from here? Friend, it's my hope through God's help today, to to give hope and to give voice and to give light to every person that may listen, that feels that way. That old song that I read to you at the beginning shadows perfectly the essence of what we've talked about and will cover today. If we allow Jehovah, who is Lord and our shepherd, to truly lead us, we will have nothing to fear, even in our desert experiences, even in our valleys, even when everything seems to be bigger than we are. When what is against us seems to outnumber that which is for us. Even when our days are so dark, we wonder if there's any light to be had. Friend, there's nothing to fear. If we trust in the Lord, who is our shepherd, and the intimate God of our life, if we trust in Him, 
who has no shadow of turning, he does never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His promises are still true. They are yea and amen. No foe that we meet in our life should be able to cause us to stumble. Because, friend, we walk with a promise. Though an host should encamp against us, our heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against us, in this will we be confident. Knowing that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. The weapon may form in our life. We may see darkness, calamity, and turmoil, and death, and situation, and finances. We may see all of these problems forming, but they will not have the last word. They will not prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against us in judgment, the Lord shall condemn that. And this, this promise is the heritage of and the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. That's us. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Our inheritance is life here and life there, life abundantly. Jesus Christ said, if we trust in him, when we walk in the paths of righteousness, even when the paths bring us to dark and deep valleys, When we do this and our righteousness is of the Most High, there's nothing to fear. There's no enemy which can scatter the righteous, and in this can we be confident. Though a thousand shall fall at thy side, the Lord promised the psalmist, and ten thousand at thy right hand, it shall not come near thee. We may see the whole world falling at our side. We may see all these things come to pass. We may see death, destruction, fears and famines, wars and rumors of wars. We may see all these things and fear that that same destruction soon will come knocking at and in fact enter our own doorway and our own life. But in this shall we be confident. When it's all said and done, we will live in the house forever and we shall in our flesh see God. Not one hair of our head shall perish. It shall surely turn to us for a testimony. This is the heritage and the lifestyle of the Lord. And for this, We praise him. He said, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. So you may pass through waters, but the Lord is with you. And and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. This is the lifestyle he has chosen. We may walk through 
turbulent waters, and we may pass through rivers, and we may have to walk through fire, my friend. We may be in a deep valley, but He is with us. We can say, the Lord is with me. I'm going to build on that here in a minute. When we trust in the Lord with all our heart, though we may face days ahead filled with calamity, darkness, and turmoil, and for some of us that may be a present reality, we in ourselves have nothing to dread. We have been promised under song and scripture that though we may be in darkness now, weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. The breaking of day is not so far away when Jehovah, who is our shepherd, is leading us. This was the promise echoed in those lines which we now come to. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. David who penned these words, knew something about those desert experiences and and those dreadful days. He understood what it felt to be in a dark valley and be surrounded by seemingly permanent gloom. But he also knew that though he should walk through them, he would, in fact, walk through them and come out on the other side. He knew that he would live in the light of God. In that one word through is a promise of of endurance. He knew that with the Lord being his shepherd, with him knowing that a valley of the shadow of death could resemble, from heaven's point of view, a green pasture sufficient enough for him to rest, he knew he would come through whatever he was currently in. He knew that all those promises pertaining to hosts encamping about us, but them not being able to overtake us, all that about no weapon forming against us shall prosper, and that though others may fall beside us, that we would overcome. He knew all that pertained not just to the mountaintop, not just in the good times, but also to his valley. And he proclaimed to himself and others, I will not fear. He said, I will not be afraid. He said it out loud for the devil to hear it. He reminded his adversary that though you have a loud voice of fear and you try to make these circumstances make me cower down in fear and being afraid, it will not work. And he said this, for thou art with me. Now that is a promise large enough to chew on. David latched on to the promise of his forefathers, which said, God is not just aware. He is there. He learned this from Joseph, primarily, of whom it is said twice in one chapter, the Lord was with Joseph. 
Remember, Joseph was the one who was the chosen son of his father. He was the hated son of his brothers. He found himself in a pit, being drugged behind a caravan, sold into slavery, briefly in Potiphar's house before being acquainted with the prison and finally meeting his destiny in the palace. The first time we hear this phrase, the Lord was with Joseph, it's in Genesis 39, which starts off, Joseph was brought down to Egypt. I want you to notice the word down there. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites who had brought him down thither. That means Joseph was bought as a slave by Potiphar, an Egyptian no less, and was made to serve him. Now this is the valley of the shadow of death, enough for a purebred Jew, meaning Joseph. Joseph was Jacob's son, even. And recall, Jacob was the man in the Bible who wrestled with God. He prevailed with God and man and was a carrier of the pure seed. He carried the blessing of Abraham that would soon be the blessing of all people. So Jacob was a mighty man of God and Joseph was his favored son. So Joseph, being a descendant of Israel and the favored son of Jacob, found himself to be a slave in a pagan land to an Egyptian. He may not have actually experienced death, but he saw its shadow. For a practicing child of God to find himself in a pagan land is bad enough. To be in a pagan land with an Egyptian ruler is even more dangerous. But to have your life held in the hand of a pagan Egyptian ruler? Again, he may not have actually experienced death, but he saw its shadow. Did you catch that? I want to draw something out for us. We often omit the word shadow when we read that scripture in our mind's eye and we think that we're in the valley of death. So we brace ourselves for the worst and convince ourselves that we're in the depths of despair. No, my friend. It's just the shadow of death. Joseph knew through all that he went through that nothing could actually harm him. He knew that death could get as close to him as it wanted to, but it couldn't touch him. So he just understood that if there's a shadow there, that's the worst it can get. And I want to say this. There's a song, a new song actually, which says there's no shadow he won't light up coming after me. I've got news for you, my friend. The Lord is in the shadow lighting business. When we find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, Look around. The Lord is near. He's nigh to the brokenhearted. He is near with his lamp ready to dispel the darkness, 
with his marvelous light and make that valley of the shadow of death the valley of his marvelous light. And this was true for Joseph, as it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. He was prosperous in the valley. The Lord was with Joseph. He didn't deliver Joseph from the valley. He walked with him through it. He took him down to Egypt for a reason. See, a lot of times we're more interested in instantaneous deliverance, and the Lord is more interested in the process of time. We're more interested in miracles, and the Lord is more interested in character. The Lord had a plan for Joseph. The Lord knew the thoughts that he already thought toward Joseph, which were thoughts of peace and not evil, to give him an expected end. But he had to go through the process to get there. You know what process means? Process means pit, prison, and palace. We must endure the process of the valley, going through the pit and the prison before we get to the palace. But those that endure to the end, Scripture said, the same shall be saved in your patience, possess ye your soul. Just hold on, my friend, and take comfort that though you may find yourself like Joseph did in a valley, the Lord is with you. And the Lord made this man prosperous in his valley. He was a prosperous man while in the house of a pagan ruler. The Lord, as I mentioned before, had thoughts of prosperity for Joseph. And he said that in Jeremiah when he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. But you want to know when the Lord spoke this mouthful of promises? The Lord spoke this while Israel was in captivity. This was a message to the exiles. So they were in a valley of the shadow of death when they were given a promise of prosperity. So whether it be Joseph in Egypt or Israel in exile, the message stands the same. The Lord might have offered you prosperity and blessing, but he might have to bring you down to Egypt to perform it. Remember, my friend, it will work out for your good. The Lord brought you to this valley for your good. We've got to change our perspective about our valleys. But it ultimately is for the cause of the Lord, and the Lord had more in mind for Joseph than just his blessing. It was meant to be a testimony to his brothers and to that pagan nation for the Lord to say, I am God, and and there is none like me. If you end up in the valley of the shadow of death and you start prospering there, don't fight it. Don't keep moaning and groaning, believing you have to be miserable in your darkness. Think about it this way. You know what we do when we when it gets dark outside? We rest. We go to bed and rest. The Lord may be sending you to your valley. So you can rest and he can prosper you for his namesake. Just 
trust the process and know, like Joseph did, the Lord is with me. The Lord will work, you rest. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hand. There's a scripture that says your gift will will make room for you, and we often misinterpret that to mean that if we've been given a talent or ability by the Lord, that means we will be given space and time to use it. And that's definitely not always the case, as some of the most anointed preachers, singers, and servants are sitting dormant on a pew or worse. They're in the world because no one will give them a chance. But that scripture does denote this. If the Lord being with you in your valley, if he begins to prosper you, it may be, it just might be, that he's going to use the prosperity that he puts on your life, which is your gift, as an avenue for your deliverance from slavery to rulership. He will let your gift make room or open doors for you to get you where he intends for you to be. Because of the blessing of the Lord on his life, Joseph went from being a slave to a ruler in Potiphar's house. His gift, his blessing, the blessing on his life opened doors for him that no man could open. And we have a hard time with this mentality. We, we tend to argue with the idea of promotion in a valley. We think we can only be rulers on a mountain in the good times. But what if the Lord brings you down from the mountain and through the valley to test your character and make you ruler over many things in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death? Isaac could tell you this story. Isaac, who was Joseph's grandfather, was in the midst of a famine, and he was getting ready to pack his bags to head to Egypt, where he would have plenty of food. But the Lord had other plans. The Lord said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Stay here. Sojourn in this land the one where the famine is, and I will be with thee. The Lord was with Isaac, and I will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because that Abraham obeyed my voice, and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. The Lord used a famine to prosper Isaac, and slavery to promote Joseph. Don't despise your valley. Don't despise your valley. Friend, it may be hard. You may be in the midst 
of a famine, spiritually at least. You may be in the midst of emotional strain, financial problems, loss, all of these things. But don't despise your valley. It is your pathway to where God has got you to go. You're just passing through. Just keep walking. Joseph found grace in Potiphar's sight. You'll find grace in the sight of people that you thought were meant to harm you. And he served him and made, and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in his house and in the field. And here is the next stage. Those around us will be blessed for our sake, even in the valley. When the Lord is with us, when God Almighty dwells with us, the valley isn't always a terrible place to be. And Potiphar left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had save the bread that he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. Joseph was a man of character. Deep inside, this man knew the stage of prosperity and favor of man was just a part of the process. He knew he was heading to the palace, and so he just kept walking. I'm going to work on the other side of this a while. If some of us were put as Potter as head of Potiphar's house, and enjoyed Joseph's blessing, we may lose our mind. We may start to think that our valley process is over and that the Lord has just dumped us into blessing, and now we would try to take credit for it. And that mentality, friend, is a good way to get yourself stuck in a valley. We must let what comes our way flow through our hand as flour through a sifter realizing it will come and go in our life as God sees fit, for it's all for his namesake to accomplish his will in our life. We can mess ourselves up when we take earthly possession in favor of man as a stamp of approval from God. I'll show you that here in a minute. But one truth that stands is, the Lord is with Joseph. And that truth stands with us. The Lord is with us. The next time we hear the phrase, the Lord was with Joseph, the circumstances are completely opposite. The valley for Joseph has seemingly gotten a little bit darker. But the fact remains that the Lord was with Joseph. Hear this part of the story. Remembering that Joseph was just put as head of Potiphar's house. He was, he was blessed. He was prosperous. He, the Egyptian's house was blessed because of Joseph. Remember all that. But now listen to this. It came to pass after these things, after all that that we just got done talking about, that his master's wife, Potiphar's wife, cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, Lie with me. friend." I know 
I want to give you a message of hope today, and I am. But I want to give you a word of warning that you need. You need to hear this. There are serpents in the valley. When the dawn of day starts to break through the trees of your valley, when Satan sees that you are beginning to prosper, he's going to take notice. Don't take his appearing in your life. Don't take Satan coming into your life as punishment if you have stood fast in the law of the Lord. You be like Joseph was, and you just keep walking on your journey through this valley. Don't get sideswiped by him. Joseph refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house. And he hath committed all that he hath to my hand, and there is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but you, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See, when you give into the temptation of sin, deception, and you get your eye off the goal of the palace, you end up sinning against God. This is why in the middle of my message of hope, I give you a warning. Don't despise your valley. Don't despise it. Realize the Lord is with you to comfort you and to help you. But don't get comfortable there either. Remember you're meant to go through it. If we get too close to the shadow of death on our own accord, if we start meandering in our valley instead of walking through it, we might find the source of the shadow and that's death. So just just pass through. Follow Jesus and don't give in to the voice of the enemy in your valley. And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in it in her hand and fled and got him out. He ran out. Joseph in that moment proved this point. When he is walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he would rather lose his garment than his character. You might lose some things in the valley. Some earthly possessions might be lost in the valley. Remember Job during his experience. He lost his cattle, his flocks, his houses, and children, but he never lost his character and praise. And all those things were added back unto him twice as much. You hold on to God and his righteousness. You stand in the law of the Lord and trust fully on his guidance through your valley. And you will prosper in the valley, and the valley at the end will turn to you for a testimony. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garments in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us, talking about Potiphar buying Joseph. 
He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice, and it came to pass, when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid his garment by her until his Lord came. Notice it does not say she laid his garment by her until her husband came home, but it says his Lord. She had vengeance in her mind. She had purposed this for evil, but we know from Joseph's mouth, though the enemy may mean this for evil, God means it for good. Let's see how this actually turns out. And she spake unto him, talking about her husband and Joseph's master, according to all of those words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came into me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which, which she spoke unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, and that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in prison. It doesn't seem to be working out good yet. And this is why I say don't take earthly possession in favor of man as stamp of approval from God. Don't put your trust in things you can see. If you do, you're going to believe the Lord was with you in the palace but has forsaken you in the prison. You'll begin to create a narrative in your mind, blaming yourself for the temptation, and that leads to hiding yourself from God. You will measure your approval from God on earthly possessions and social status, when in actuality, the rise and fall of your position is just a part of the plan. It's just a part of the valley. Just trust the plan. But the Lord was with Joseph. He had gone from the palace to the prison, lost all of his neat little trinkets. He wasn't respected by Potiphar anymore, but it remains. The Lord was with Joseph. And he showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. See, this is why you don't trust in what you can see and what you can feel. You trust in what you can know. No matter if he was in the palace or the prison, the Lord was with Joseph. He was in a pit, but the Lord was with Joseph. He was being drugged behind a caravan of Ishmaelites, but the Lord was with Joseph. He was lied on and thrown into prison, but the Lord was with Joseph, and he showed him mercy, and he gave him favor. The Lord is in the valley with us to prosper us and to show us mercy and to give us favor. We just have to trust him. Watch this. This is when all of this starts turning to Joseph for a testimony. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The Lord can promote you in the palace 
just as easy as he can promote you in the prison. He doesn't need a platform to elevate us for his name's sake. The Lord can just do it. He brought Joseph down even further into the valley to show him that he does not need the perfect circumstance to cause blessing and favor to come down. Joseph, like many of us do, could have said, Lord, we can't have a miracle here, and we can't have provision now. Can't you see I'm in a prison? That's when the Lord responds. I'm really good at taking what was meant for evil and turning it around for your good and my glory. The Lord might begin to talk to us and say, you remember that story where I told Moses to strike the rock and water would come out enough to provide for the whole people of Israel? You remember that? That wasn't beside a riverbed where I made that happen. That was in a desert. I don't need circumstance to bring forth a miracle and provision and prosperity and blessing. You remember when I allowed manna to fall in the morning and quail in the evening to provide food for the children of Israel? The Lord would say, that wasn't when their storehouses were full. It was when they were about to starve. See, I don't need your or anyone else's palace to make you great. I can do it in a prison. Prisons won't stop me from prospering you. Friends, we think the Lord needs us to be on a mountain for us to do well, but he can take your valley and make it what you need in that moment. Sometimes, friend, the Lord will bring us into a valley to show us the power he has, the compassion he feels, and the love he wishes to show us. Trust in the Lord. You can be promoted in the palace and in the prison, in the pit. You can go all the way to your destiny on this roller coaster of up and down, knowing the Lord is just using this for my good and for his glory. That's all that's happening. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with Joseph and that which he did, and the Lord made it to prosper. I'm not saying build your condo in the valley of the shadow of death, because we surely must go through them, not dwell in them. But what I am trying to tell us is that we do not have to fear the valley. The Lord was with Joseph, and the Lord is with us. We may walk under the shadow of death, but the shadow is just to darken our days to make it dark enough so we can rest and the Lord can work. I want you to catch this. You are no less a child of light because you trust God in the darkness. The Lord said himself, I am with you always, even until the end of of the age, and that includes dark valleys, deep schisms, and dry deserts. I want, I want you to understand that Joseph, just in this one chapter, went from Potiphar's house to a prison, and in both 
instances, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor, made him prosperous, and protected him so that no weapon formed against Joseph should prosper. So you might be in a valley, but you can just walk through life muttering it to yourself, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil because the Lord is with me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He's going to show me mercy. He's going to give me favor. As long as I trust in him and follow behind him, everything's going to be all right. That's why Isaiah's cry should become ours. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us, even in the valley, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel into which we are grafted in, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies, not our position or our circumstance, but his mercies, not for our goodness, not because we deserve them, but because of him and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. For he said, surely they are my people, children that will not lie, So he was their savior. According to his mercies and his loving kindness, God is a blessing God, a merciful and a favoring God, even in our valley. In all their affliction, Isaiah said, he was afflicted, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He's experienced our valley before. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and his pity, he redeemed them, and he bare them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he was turned to be their enemy, and he forgot, and he fought against them. Then, then, he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people, saying, Where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within, them, within him? that led them by the right hand of Moses with the glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make himself an everlasting name. Remember our valley experiences, us being led through them and delivered out of them up to the mountain of God is ultimately to be a name unto the Lord. And he that led them through the deep as an horse in the wilderness that they should not stumble. The Lord remembered and said, I will not allow them to stumble. As as a beast goeth down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord caused him to rest. Just as a beast goes into the valley to rest, 
knowing it is exposed on the mountain. It's in danger if it sleeps on the mountain. The Lord caused Israel and causes us to go down into a valley to find rest and to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. See, it said, my friend, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Surely he'll deliver me from this valley of the shadow of death I'm in. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His trust, his truth, shall be thy shield and buckler. When we trust in the Lord in the midst of our valley experience, the origin of the shadow changes. Did you catch that? That's deep. We may think we're in the valley of the shadow of death, but if we trust in the Lord, you can look up and see you are really in the secret place of the Almighty under the shadow of the Almighty. Your skies, my friend, are not shadowed by death but they are shadowed by the Almighty God and you're hidden in Him. When we trust in the Lord, it becomes for us personally the valley of the shadow of the Almighty. This is why we can walk through and, and see a thousand fall at our side and ten thousand are at, at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Death may be around us, but it is not what looms over us. What looms over us is just our Father. It's the shadow of the Almighty. His his truth is our shield and buckler. Friend, He is there. He's not just aware of us. He is there, leading us, guiding us, allowing us to realize that though we may be in a valley of a shadow, we may think the shadow is death, and it's just our Lord. Friend, I hope this helped you. I hope that If you are someone who has been walking with the Lord, I hope this really encouraged you. Because I know a lot of us have been in the valley of the shadow of death here recently. But if you haven't been walking with the Lord, I say unto you today, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. You too, not knowing the Lord, may feel like your entire life has been 
a roadmap from one valley to another. But if you trust in the Lord, He will guide you, even through your valley, and lead you to the light of God. If you're wondering, Drake, how do I do that? Scripture says, both Old and New Testament, all those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we know calling upon Him is through repentance and baptism, both baptism in water and fire. And if you're asking, Drake, what must I do? I need a shepherd. I need this this life you're talking about, that we can just trust in the Lord with all of our heart and somehow we'll come through the valley on the other side. How, How do I do this? Call upon the name of the Lord. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remissions of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, who is our helper. He's our leader. And then it will be said, (laughs) Jehovah is leading you. I hope you're blessed. I hope you have peace and joy. If you have a home church, I'm praying this week that you and your church are blessed. And if you don't, we would love to see you at Restoration Apostolic Church, 110 Moores Grove Road, Winterville, Georgia. And if you don't have a home church and you don't live near that area, reach out to me. I would be glad to help you find a church. And until next time, thank you and be blessed. Thank you.